I'll find it. It's um, okay. We'll we'll put it in post. Everyone that's listening to this, I'll find it. And I you mean, will have known because it will have already played if, over my phone. I mean, we, we do listen. everything in, in post because, you know, we only say like five words to Josiah and he just inputs the rest of the words for us. Mm-hmm. So. He just, we have a recording of us saying every word in the English language um, and then he just sorts it out. We just tell him what Y'all we know say. those like deep fakes of... Trump, Obama, and <laughs> Joe Biden playing video games together. <laughs> that, that's that's what this is, actually. All we had to record was the first podcast. <laughs> yeah, we got every word we needed. We said coffee enough times. Uh, cool. Anyways. Well, welcome back. It has been forever. This is three weeks, I think. Two, two-ish. I mean, well, I guess this two is weeks. the fifth. So this is... We skipped, oh, we skipped two yeah, weeks. Yeah, we skipped so. two weeks. Gotcha. So this is like... This is our third, fifth episode, though. This we is haven't the seen episode. each other. We hadn't talked coffee in a while. <laughs> no. Bless you. Thank you. That was abrupt. Um, <laughs> but so for those of y'all that have been missing our podcast ever so much, um, we had spring break, and so Caleb was overseas for week one, and then also week two, and then week two I was gone, and so it was just really hard to record podcasts. Yeah. Um, when we weren't with each other. Um, but what was, we haven't, like, this is exciting because we actually haven't talked coffee at all, um, since we've gotten back. Um, but we've all done a little traveling, but what was the most unique coffee shop experience you've had, um, in the past two or three weeks? Just something to get started. So for clarification, I went to Israel, um, on a... It was a it was a abandoned choir trip, so we honestly didn't. I mean, it. Y'all y'all have been on the same type of trip with mm-hmm. with the school. Um, it's very structured, so there's not a lot of time and free reign to just kind of go and try different shops. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't any like specific like unique experience to be honest. That was like super duper coffee shop. Yeah, I went to one co- like or like two coffee shops, and both of them were kind of. Meh, so nothing really stood out. Did you go to anywhere like new in Dallas or Houston? Mm-mm. No, we didn't really spend any time in Houston. And oh, okay. I wasn't I didn't go cool. to Dallas at all, so cool. Josiah, did you go anywhere new? Uh or did no. you have something unique? No, I did hit a good old classic because I was in Tyler to see my family over spring break for a little bit. Yeah. And uh hit up the foundry because it was right there and it's always a solid option nice yeah for sure they always have solid baristas in there they do cool um i went to two shops um both were really cool um and i'll talk more about it in a little bit Mm -hmm. um but um the second shop i went to i went to italy um like home of the espresso machine Really cool trip. Um, we get it. You're rich. We get it. You're cool. No, I'm kidding. Uh, and the second shop I went to in Naples um, was really cool. And I'll talk more about like their coffee culture in a little bit. That's kind of what we'll talk about this episode is coffee culture in different countries and in the United States and just talk about that. Um, but second shop, 
I walk in and it was teeny tiny. Like I think there were two tables inside. Mm. Um, oh, and cool. me and Maddie were the only people in there. No, there's another couple in there. Um, so we had like every table taken up and the guy behind the bar like came in and he spoke English and which we were kind of shocked with. He said, you can ask any questions. And I was like, oh, sick. Um, and then I came back like seven hours later, eight hours later after we toured, um, had a long tour and he was still working there and this was like his real job. And so that was kind of oh. cool. And so we got to talk again. He was like, oh, you had a V60 this morning, right? And I said, yeah, I did. And he was like, cool. I remember you. And he made another drink for me, but it was fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, so really just the goal this week is to recap what we've been. It'll be a shorter episode. Um, we're recording this later than we've ever recorded an episode before. Um, and so we're all really tired. Fourth wave after hours. After hours. Boo, late after night. After hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think we can all, I want to talk about Israel first. Um, we can all kind of chime in here because we've mm-hmm. all been to Israel. Um, but Caleb, now that you've experienced it, yes. how would you describe their coffee culture? So I, I was thinking about this and like the way I would put it and com- kind of compare it to like American coffee culture. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when you go to like a third wave shop here, um, that's like, I guess we kind of consider that like, almost like the pinnacle mm-hmm. of coffee culture. Like that's where, that's where we're going to get the best coffees at a third wave shop, third mm-hmm. wave shop, which that is not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the same in Israel. The few third wave shops I went to, they were like, they were not good. Yeah. Um, I didn't go to that many. So I, I didn't like go on Google and be like, what's the best shop in Israel? Like I can do that. Yeah. You didn't have time. I didn't have time or like the resources to be able to go and travel to that place. Yeah. But, um, I feel like in the way that we see like com- community through coffee is mm-hmm. at these third wave shops and like media baristas and whatnot. I feel like they use coffee as community for like when someone comes to your house or someone comes to, or like, like that's how, mm-hmm. that's you how you share a coffee at the end of a meal. And it's yeah. kind of like, this is the closer. Like we're about that to not see each other, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a date date, but a, Date as a fruit. Yes. yes. So, so the at home experience yes. is very I f- much. I feel there, like, but yeah. the shop experiences. Mm-hmm. Nice. And that that's how it's more building communities, like guests coming to your house rather than like, yeah, meeting up at a coffee shop. Yeah, that's cool. A little bit more of a hospitable culture, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um. So. One thing I remember from our Israel trip, um, is the the Bedouins. Like, mm. you did you went to the Bedouins? I was gonna bring that up too. Yeah. Okay. So. There are these people who live in tents in the deserts, um, and there was this guy who was showing us how to make Turkish coffee with the really hot sand. It was really cool to see, and he was like, yeah, so this is how I make coffee here. He goes, but I live in an apartment, and he named the city, (laughs) and he was like, so I just click the little button on my Keurig whenever I make coffee at home, (laughs) and I was like, oh, that was so, that's so funny. That's so funny. Um, But he was like. I don't know. He kind of just was like, we do this for show. This is my job. He's yeah. like, but I still value the convenience of pressing a button and mm-hmm. getting coffee, um, which I just thought was interesting. Yeah. When we were at the Bedouin tent, um, we kind of like went into their, went into their tent and they all gave us like the little Dixie cups mm-hmm. just of like coffee just cause yes. they don't have enough of the fancy cups cause there was like 50 of us. Yeah. Um, 
but it, I thought it was really good. I actually mm-hmm. really liked it. Um, and they said, I, I like asked the dude afterwards before he left. And I was like, hey, like, did y'all do anything special with this? Or like, is it just the coffee itself? Um, and they were talking about they put some cardamom in it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought that was interesting. Um, cardamom is expensive. Yeah, cardamom it's expensive. is expensive. But a little bit goes a long way. Yeah, it does. Um, That's so cool. So that that is kind of interesting. Also, they showed us. I got to. There's a video out there of me, of me doing it. But how they like, well, in the olden times, how they ground ground their coffee. It's like this like thing with like a pole that you stick in it and you like crush it up. Yeah, you crush up the beans like a mocha hete in like Mexican uh, I don't cuisine know what that culture. Is. No, okay, Never um, mind. nope. It was like a, it's like a pestle and in like a bowl like a kind of bowl. but it's like a it's like a big thing it like sits on, it's like this like huh. big canister almost looks like a keg oh, okay that sits on the ground and there's like a hole in it where and then you like you put the coffee in and then you have like this like stick that you that you it. like cool. push I love down how we all it. have gone there but had different experiences yeah. and um and it was kind of cool another i guess another cool thing is they use that like that grinder Mm-hmm. They like when they do it, they kind of like make a beat pretty much. Yeah. And like people music. like clap along, and you can, you can also like hit it against the side because it's not like a perfect fit. Mm-hmm. You, you can like hit it against the side. So um, it was funny because he like showed us, like, like, oh yeah, like you can like make a beat out of it and like, like you, you use it to make music. And then a bunch of, a bunch of the other students looked at me because <laughs> I play the drums. And they're like, he's the resident percussionist. So then the dude, the Bedouin dude, made me get up there and try it. Let's and go. It was like, way harder than I thought it was gonna uh, be. <laughs> and I sucked at it really bad. And then the, you got a failing grade in your percussion four class. <laughs> percussion four. <laughs> percussion four. <laughs> they do that in music school, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I'm in E string five right now. <laughs> Uh, Josiah, did, what would you kind of define Israel's coffee culture as? Uh, so this this is a lot. This is very similar in many Eastern countries. I don't think this is specifically Israel, but mm-hmm. in my experience, and um, I have a lot of stories from my brother because my brother was a a missionary in Southeast Asia for about like six years like Mm -hmm. he was there for a while yeah and um you know as like you like get deeper relationships with people and first of all people are so much more open over there to just like inviting like into your house like that's that's just so much more a part of their culture and like as soon as you come in it's it's like oh like as soon as you're there they're like offering you gifts and offering you food and offering drinks and uh one of those drinks was primarily tea but i've heard recently that like it's it's way more like coffee now hmm. um i guess it's really preference like whatever they want yeah. but but it, it still stands that coffee is is very much of like about hospitality mm-hmm. and about offering something to your guests yeah and and i'm sure like the 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 Bedouins were like yeah. that too. Like as soon as you get in there, like you are offered coffee. Yeah, or you are offered I, something. I think it's they use it as more like a ceremonial thing. Too. Yeah, like, like like with the Bedouins, they had this like thing where when you first walk into their tent or like your your tent when you're a guest, 
um, you get the little, you get a little, like a small, almost a shot glass of coffee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then once everybody who's with you or like once you finish it, they'll come back by with the pot of coffee and you get, and you, um, you take another one. I can't remember what the, what each one symbolizes. Mm -hmm. The first one is like, welcome, welcome to my tent. And the third one is like, or the second one is like, like, thank you for being here. Yeah. And then they can, and then you can keep having more for fun. That's what they said. He's like the third one and beyond is for fun. Um, and eventually when you start coming back around, when they come back around and you don't want coffee anymore, you just kind of, you shake it and you're like, no, I don't want any more. Hmm. Um, and it's just kind of an interesting ceremony, but it's like, you have to take the first two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, or you like, just get the coffee I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, another, I guess another thing is like, did them, you? them being so hospitable, if they want to kick someone out, like if you're being, if you're a guest and you're being like disrespectful and rude to the family or to any of the other guests, um, they, they'll come by and fill up the cup all the way. Cause they only usually fill up like half, mm-hmm. but if they fill the cup up all the way, you are supposed to get up and leave. It's like, here's get up, coffee for now and, and on the road. Get yeah. out of here, boy. Yeah. It's like the Bucky's coffee. <laughs> you. <laughs> Um, so did, did y'all like Turkish coffee? I, when I was there, I did not like Turkish coffee. I did not like it. Josiah's is I, thing. I enjoyed it, actually. Okay. Um, maybe I was also just fiending for some coffee because the only other mm-hmm. coffee I drank most of the time was like the instant yeah. coffee that was at the little retreat center. Yeah. Some interesting video about instant coffee the other day. Yeah. The guy was like, you're drinking it wrong. Like you have to start with cold water because it's so like... I don't know. I kind of want to try what he was talking about. Yeah. The, the consensus, everybody loved it, though. There's a Turkish lot. coffee, really? Yeah. Interesting. Most mm. trips. And, like, when I went on the trip, I went, I was, I worked at coffee shop at the time, and the manager of our shop, because um, it was early when I worked at the coffee shop, the manager of the mm-hmm. shop went with us, uh, because we were both students, and yeah. she didn't like it either, and so I felt, like, validated in, like, okay, me and her don't mm-hmm. like Turkish coffee, so maybe it's not us. Maybe it's the type of beans they're using or the way they're brewing it or something. Yeah, I would like to go back and try it again, um, because uh, I think I also wouldn't have liked some of the Italian coffees that mm. I had. Yeah, had I not been prepared a little bit more. Um, uh, one one thing I guess one more thing I did learn was, um. Because someone asked what type of coffee the Bedouins used. Mm-hmm. And um, I know we're talking a lot about the Bedouins. That was just like the most coffee questions yeah, I could ask. Yeah. Um, apparently, they used to always use Ethiopian. Like, that was like the standard. Was really? that, That's what they always mm-hmm. used. But now, they use Brazil. Brazilian yeah, coffee. Yeah. And, and someone was like, why? And uh, he's like, does anybody think they know why? And I was like, because it's cheaper. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's cheaper. And, <laughs> and, there, and there's more. Nah, yeah. and, and you can find it easier. And, and then like, you yeah. told him that you have a coffee podcast. <laughs> and he said, what and is I it? Said, I want to listen. And now I said, we have listen to the fourth listeners. wave. And he said, what's a podcast? <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. I did not say that. But yeah. Um, but it wasn't just the better ones that I didn't like. I didn't because they offer it to you at every mm-hmm. single meal. They come yeah. by and they ask yeah. if you want a date. And they ask if you want 
Turkish coffee. Because it was at the place near Caesarea Philippi, too. Yeah. Yep. I remember at every restaurant. And there were yeah. several times. I especially that didn't like that one. I, there I, were several times I would get it just to taste it and force myself to, like, take a sip. And it's probably really rude to get a cup and only take a sip. But, I mean, a sip was half of it, so. Yeah. I, didn't, I actually didn't hate it. I kind of liked it. I'm proud of you. I enjoyed it. I didn't like dates, though. Dates are weird. Actually, there was one that was like a chocolate-covered date. That was delicious. But I think it was just <laughs> covered in chocolate. So weird. For those of y'all listening, a date is a large raisin. Pretty much. Like, I think like it's the size of a baseball. I think it's just because it was covered in chocolate. That's why I was like, yeah, this is delicious. Probably. Cool. So, um, do y'all have any other thoughts about Israel before I swing over to Italy real quick? Um, no. Take us on the plane, bro. Okay. <laughs> Close your eyes. We're about to fly to Italy. But before we can get there, we're going to go to Salt Lake City. There's turbulence. And then we're going to go to Amsterdam. Did you get coffee from Mormons, Jesse? No. I, what? You know, I didn't Lake even City. think oh. about that. Going to Utah. Like, we've got, uh, we made jokes about it. Like, when we heard we were getting rerouted to Utah, um, we were like, oh, we're going to get to go hang out with Mormons. They're going to have great coffee. And we didn't even look for a shop, but we were kind of just stayed by the airport the whole time. We were there That's for 24 great. hours, though. So, um, we went to Italy. And so, Italy, like, prides themselves on having the best coffee in the world. And I will say that is incorrect. Um, if I could define their, like, coffee culture, it is coffee as a commodity. Mm. So, first wave. Mm. It's like what we expect of first wave coffee in coffee shop. Like really? everywhere you go, they have like $20,000 espresso machine. Like mm-hmm. you can go into like a cigarette store and they have an espresso machine. Really? Everywhere. Huh. It was mind boggling. I walk in and like, like middle of the day and I'm like, I'm here to use the bathroom in this random like grocery store. And they have an espresso machine behind the bar. What and like the heck? their espresso was so cheap. Well, I don't know. It was kind of like it was cheap, but they'd also gave it to you in single shots, um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and so the first shop we went to to try it, um, we went in and it was just a cafe on the corner. And so mm-hmm. they, had, they had coffee and they had wine and it was probably like teeny tiny, like, I don't know, like there was just enough room for the bar and you to stand in there. Um, and I went in and I got. I ordered un café, one coffee. Um, and the thing about their culture, you order espresso, you drink it at the bar. Mm-hmm. You don't go sit down with it. Because it'll die. Because it'll die. <laughs> no. Yo, chill. I don't know why. I our, guess Our bad, David. I mean. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why. Um, uh, they drink it at the bar, but that's what you do. We read it. We read it online that that's what you're supposed to do. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to be an idiot tourist if that's not the way. So I would like hold back and I watched a couple people order, drink it at the bar, set it down, put pay, and then walk away. And I was like, okay, cool. That's how it actually is done. And so we walked mm-hmm. in, we ordered, um, and they gave one for me and one for Maddie. Um, I was like, okay. So I drank mine and it was just your very typical dark roast coffee yeah. espresso. And it was fine, and that's how it was in 90% of the shops, just very, like, dark, mm-hmm. charred. I mean, it wasn't great. 
Um, charred. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know, know how to describe it. Like and such a brutal word. <laughs> like that was everywhere, and then like they have cappuccinos, and like mm. most of the time, like it's just like steamed milk, and it's super fluffy and mm. foamy, um, like a very traditional cappuccino where you can float a spoon on it. Um, and Maddie ordered that a few different places, and I tried it, and it was okay. Um, but still just very like dark roasted coffee and like Maddie was craving like a, a syrup the whole time we were there <laughs> and she was like, do you, ha- do y'all have any syrups? And no one had syrups. Like that's not in their culture. Yeah. People are raised drinking like dark roast espresso mm-hmm. shots yeah. as like their coffee. Um, and so it was super interesting. Um, but when we were there, I was like, crap, I need to look up some specialty coffee association. Like. Uh, shop and so there were three in rome and there were two in naples Mm. but the one one of the ones in naples was like the complete other side of the city and the other one that was in quote unquote naples was in pompeii and we were in pompeii for a day and so i was like okay we're gonna go to that one yeah um so the first one we went to in rome was called faro coffee and it was like and the thing about like starting a third wave shop there is they were like to do that you were taking like a leap of faith and like interesting because like you're gonna get a ton of pushback from people saying like you're not doing coffee the traditional italian way like it is like almost a slap in the face to italian culture to start a third wave coffee shop there and so we went to faro and it was like nothing but like young hipsters in there (laughs) and um but it was like super busy and I was like, oh, this is really cool. So I got, um, it was the first place that offered pour overs. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so they had V60s and uh, AeroPresses. Mm, and so I was like, oh, I want an AeroPress, but I decided to order a V60. Yeah. Um, and I got, uh, I can't remember what I got. It was okay. It wasn't like amazing, but it was like resembling of like, man, this is how I like my coffee like mm-hmm. light roasted and yeah and like i can taste some floral notes in this and i was like oh this is good um and then i bought a bag of coffee they had a 75 dollar bag of coffee from yamin which i texted y'all about because yes. it was like yeah, mind-boggling yeah. or 75 euros and i was like looking on their ca- coffee menu and i was like oh my gosh and then a pour over for that was 12 bucks and i you could should, not you should i couldn't it. make myself you do it, done it. <laughs> 12 dollars for one cup of coffee Uh-oh. So it was good. We did that, and Maddie got a, I think Maddie got a flat white, and they poured her a, a fat stack of tulips, or fat stack of tulip. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm tired. And then we went to Naples. Oh, but the, the first shop, they have a roastery called Aliana. Aliana? Hmm. It's like, the whole theme is outer space, and so like the side of their box they have a very like onyx style of packaging with like a box and mm-hmm. then a bag inside their box. It looks really good. Um, yeah, it does. But they tell the you uh, it was roasted by Eliana in Faro, which is their coffee shop, on this street in Rome, in Italy, on planet Earth, in the Milky Way. Oh, I thought that was really cool. That's super like, cool. Yeah. They're yeah. completely go- selling out, or not selling out, but going with their theme. And then they did their instead of putting a roast date, they say it's best, or this was roasted five months before the best before date. 
And I was like, what? And so I was sitting here doing math. What are what is five months before August sixth to make sure I was buying fresh coffee? Um (laughs) what the heck? Yes, I was like, that is so much math to make a civilian do. Five months before. It was like March, like Uh, March sixth or something. That's like more work for them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um but I didn't see their roaster in there. They had a bakery in the back. It was a decent sized place. There's probably like mm. 30 people in there. Mm. Um, but you had to pay extra. So like my V60, I think it was like five euros, which is pretty standard for yeah. a V60 yeah. with th- this high quality coffee. So it's like six, seven US dollars? Uh, five and a half. Five and a half to 580, somewhere in there. I'm not good at math and the exchange rates changes. Yeah. But pretty standard, but you had to pay an extra euro, I think, to sit down. Interesting. Which is like pretty typical for their restaurants. So you don't tip. Mm-hmm. There's usually a cover charge. Like you pay anywhere from like a dollar to three dollars yep. for a car cover charge. So it's like that. But if you drink your coffee at the bar, they just don't charge you any extra. Which we wanted to sit down and have the full experience. Mm-hmm. Second day, our second coffee shop was called Campania in Naples. And Naples claims they have the best coffee in the world. Like not just Italy, but Naples oh, has the best coffee, mm. is what they say. The entire world. They they think Poor their city has the best. Bold claim. Yeah. And so, like, a really long time ago, there's two uh, third wave shops there. And so, a really long time ago, this one's been around for a while, uh, like 50s or 60s, this coffee shop, Campania, opened up. And they sold it just traditional style coffee, uh, traditional Italian coffee. And then they their owner was like, man, I want to try doing the specialty coffee stuff. Like it's really good. Um, and he did it and he got so much pushback that he did a mixed menu. So he has half the menu, traditional coffee and half the mini menu, uh, specialty coffee. And so you look on the menu and it was like a shot of espresso, $2, a shot of espresso, uh, that specialty coffee, $3. Mm. And it was like everything on their menu had a single origin, not a single origin, but like a, traditional coffee or a third wave coffee like option it was really interesting and that's how both the shops there were because in naples in naples it's such a it's cool it was like such a culture shock to have specialty coffee that they had to have both um in order to stay in business so i got a v60 there and then the espresso that i got there was absolutely bursting did Um, you get a specialty espresso or did you get yeah specialty and it was a colombian and it was like super super fruity like Really cherry notes forward um, on the tongue. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about that I wrote in words to discuss mm-hmm. was an espresso romano, um, which is a, y- y'all know what that is. No. Okay, no so clue. is that the one with the lemon on it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it can be iced or okay. hot, but it's a shot of espresso with lemon mm-hmm. in it. And I didn't order one because I didn't think to order one until after I'd left Rome. And they, I didn't really hang out at any shops in Naples because we weren't there yeah. super long. Um, but I got to thinking about it on the plane back. Um, and I was like, we drink coffee, like specialty coffee. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times because we like the like acidity in it. We like the citrus. We're like, yeah. oh, this has really good like grapefruit notes. Um, and I was like, man, I wonder. And like their coffee's so burnt. That's why they put the lemon. I wonder if they put lemon to have hmm. like citrus notes. Kind of how like cold brew doesn't get like a lot of acidity coming through. Um, so people like will pair it with like lemonade sometimes. And I was like, I wonder if that's why they do it. Um, so we need to pair cold brew with lemonade. Yeah. It's actually really good. I've never heard of it. Okay. 
okay, so that last summer when I worked at that like, yeah, in coffee Boston. cart in Boston, they all thought I was crazy because I was like, I was like, I wanna, I wanna put the cold brew with lemonade. With what? lemonade, like yeah. I took a shot of cold brew and put it in a cup of lemonade, and like, it's good. The, yeah, they thought they were like, Kale, that's disgusting. Like you're gross, and I was like, no, I, guys, I swear, like this is this is actually pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and so I think, I think it was called like a thunderbolt or something. Anyways, I just thought I didn't that was know a that, cool name. I didn't know the name. That is a cool name. We need to go to Walmart and buy like some dark roasted like <laughs> Italian style coffee and make a Romano. Dude, you can go to Pietro's. I think they sell. I think they probably they, do. They sell yeah. coffee. The, the, the um, real Italian coffee. Yeah, they have a good machine in there. Yeah. They do. They have a pretty machine, and that was like the thing. People had pretty machines, but like even in the the like places where you wouldn't expect a machine mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, yeah. like pretty La Marzocco's, wow. um, stuff like mm. that. Um, but yeah. it, it sounds like they're kind of stuck in the past. Yeah, one hundred percent. And like, you go into the new shops or third wave shops, and it's like young kids inside. Like mm. those are their like. Not when I say young kids, I'm saying like people in their twenties. Yeah, that's the yeah. next generation of coffee right there. <laughs> Back, um, the second wave of the Italy is now. Um, yeah, I don't think Starbucks would do well in Italy. I don't know if there is. That's that's interesting yeah, to not. me because like. American coffee culture is very rooted in like the flavors. Yeah. Um like is very rooted like Starbucks. It's very mm-hmm. rooted in like I want all the sugar and mm-hmm. all the whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, I that's want pumpkin. Yeah. yeah. But that's so cool that they just they just like grew up with it that mm-hmm. way. And yeah, like everybody's just like, oh, this this, this is, is how is it's coffee. supposed to taste. Yeah. Do you know what type that's of like That's so cool though. Did, was there like a usually like overarching like origin of coffee or like where where was it mostly from do you know so i looked on so the second shop i went to the one Mm -hmm. in naples they were the one that did like the hybrid they sold beans for traditional and for single origin um like specialty coffee and so i looked at their traditional coffee bags and it didn't have like it was just their brand stuck on it it Mm. didn't have like the place of origin or anything like that. It was like, they didn't really take pride in that as much. Mm. They probably bought a lower grade coffee, like a 75 yeah. score, 70 score, something. That, that's how the packaging is at uh, Pietro's as well. Yeah. Because I tried to look at it and I was like, oh, this is just what it is. Yeah. Um, interesting. I remember one time when I worked at Joe Pine, um, a person came in and they said, do y'all have real espresso here? I said, yeah, we have this really nice machine um, right here that can pull it through. And he goes, okay, well, I want one of those. And I made it for him and set it down with a glass of water and everything. And he complained about two things. He goes, this doesn't have a lemon with it. And this doesn't have bubbly water with it. And I was like, okay, your sir. two complaints about the espresso have nothing to do with the espresso. It sounds like this guy watched a YouTube video and was just like, this is what real espresso <laughs> yeah, 100%. is. Yeah, 100%. bubbly um, water now. So I was like, that is really, yes. those yeah, are two weird flags of complaint. Um, but cool. That is kind of my experience with Italy. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. Um, and I bought some coffee, which we'll talk about on our um, next section of what's in the bag um, right now. What it, did y'all buy any coffee over break? What are y'all brewing right now? How are you brewing it? What is in the bag? So I finished my, my Panama. I finished it like right at the like one month mark. Yeah. You um, bought more Onyx? I did buy more Onyx. Jeez, and then rich. I got the Eclipse. And oh, I know okay, I've yeah. told both of y'all about this. Um, it's like 
it's like what Folgers was supposed to be. So imagine you have the coffee that Folgers has. You don't over roast it. Mm-hmm. And you get it on time. It's that classic flavor. And Onyx like says like on their website whenever you order this like and and in the brew guide that brew guide that I watched on YouTube from Onyx. They were like this is the most traditional coffee that we mm-hmm. are ever going to make like on their traditional modern scale that they mm-hmm. have it's all the way traditional and they're like don't don't expect this to be like super fruity and like have all these like flavors and i totally get what they mean i yeah. made it as a french press this morning and it was just really rich and it was really dark and um it sounds like the perfect coffee for us to do a romano actually it really is it really is start writing down what we should do because i feel like every podcast we're like we need to do this experiment and then we never remember to do it i think me and josiah do it and we uh, me and you never do it (laughs) bruh (laughs) bruh um but But, we'll do it uh on the way is uh the onyx uh tropical weather oh yeah cool this dude just got an onyx subscription or something bro crazy no we were talking about we were talking about this last night. Just like the branding of Onyx is so good. Like the half the, the time, marketing, dude. I'm, I'm just kind of like, there's like four different types of Ethiopian. And mm-hmm. like, I, I know which regions that I like <laughs> better, but, but there was one. Yeah. He I, saw this red one. I saw he this was red like, one. I was, I, I was like, that you should one. get that. And he's like, why that one? I was like, branding. <laughs> I was like, because I think the red is yeah, cool. I saw, I saw another, I saw another purple one. This is actually a thing like in marketing. So like whenever you talk about like, um, like guitar, like effects pedals or guitar strings or stuff like that, there's a really big thing in marketing, uh, with color association mm. and like color, like meaning something. um, and I think Onyx does a really good job of that. They indeed do. Um, so for anybody that's oh. like musicians, like whenever you go and get a pack of strings, like you don't know like what size you like. Most people, they're just like, what do those strings oh, taste like? Say the green one. Yeah, they're just or like, the I like the one in the green like packaging. Or, or let, let's, let's like Gatorade, you know. It's like, I want, exactly, I want the red exactly one, like the blue Gatorade. one, the green one. Yeah. When yeah, thank you for except for blue, the blue Gatorade. Thank you is, for completely glossing flavor. over me talking about eating guitar and, strings. Kool Aid. <laughs> I heard uh, it. Selected not Kool Aid does that, but yeah, but but yeah, like everyone does it. You know what doesn't do that? Capri Sun. They hide the flavors, but you can see it if you look on the bottom clear pouches. <laughs> Sorry, um, I think well, Kool Aid is the only drink where you can say it is purple flavored, it is red flavored, <laughs> it is blue flavored. And everyone knows exactly what you mean. Well, I, I think, like, my fascination with coffees that have, like, the red-colored packaging is uh, probably my favorite coffee that I've had is that one about a month or two ago from Equator Coffee. And, it, like, the package was bright red. Yeah. So now when I think of, like, coffee that I really enjoyed, I mm-hmm. think of that bright red package. So I'm just kind of like, oh. If yeah, it so has a red package, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, that color is intrinsically linked to Pretty your much. sensory experience. I'm like mm-hmm. a bull when I see like the red. <laughs> <laughs> red bull gives you wings. What? Um, so what do you have in the bag, Caleb? So I, I have not. I was going to order something tonight because I'm almost out. But I saw that Kenyan from the mm-hmm. last pod because, I mean, I wasn't, yeah, you've been I gone wasn't in town for, for two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. So like now, now I think it's about to hit about a month old um yeah but 
expires in five months, according to <laughs> the Italian Onyx, which the I The Italian have. Onyx. Also, <laughs> the, uh, uh, for everybody that, that can't see this, I was, I was looking at the card that comes with the box that, that Jesse has right now. Uh, yes, that, but also... Yeah, it is an Italian. But also it before you explain the like uh space analogy and yeah. everything, I just read Coffee from Outer Space, Ethiopia. That is not outer space. I just um, thought it was really funny. Uh let's explain geography to these Yo, Italians. That's gotta be right. And I was about to say it, but I was like, i am sure we'll talk about it later. And then that's we did. That's so funny, yeah. Oh, that's so good. It was broke the fourth. Um That's funny. Well, yeah, look up Aliana Coffee Roasters online and look at their branding. It is, when I say it's the Italian Onyx, I mean, I, I, I know, really it legit is. Like it's super nice. Their branding. And that's, I was like, I have to buy a box. Um, and so I bought so, an Ethiopian. It's a natural process called Chantawain. Chantawain. Um, I don't know. It's Tatooine. from Sadama. Um, Shania Twain. Growing region. <laughs> um, it has a pink label and. It's because it is a like a cherry strawberry coffee, like flavor. color association. Yeah, color. If we're talking about color association, mm-hmm. um, and trust me, you'll see it everywhere once you. Yeah. Once you think about mm-hmm. it, I'm really excited about just this coffee, just because I was really impressed with them and everything from those two places I visited. Well, um, now but, you have to make it for us. Yes, I do. But we'll step into our last coffee trivia. You already know what it. Is. Is five to five, Caleb and Josiah. <laughs> My mom called me and she was like, I'm so proud of you for getting tied <laughs> back up with Caleb. Dude, hey. my my mom called me and told me to pick it up. <laughs> my mom serious? my mom called me and er, said it was somebody, somebody know. in my family. That's funny. Um we have four questions today. Um I thought of this first one uh in the middle of our conversation was like, Oh, I have to write this down. Mm-hmm. Um and it, the first question is where was Where's the place of origin of La Marzocco? Like the city? Or What's the city? Yeah, oh, where okay. was La I was like, um, Italy. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> guess Italy, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about La Marzocco's like logo and like it's a brand. big city. I'll say that much. Big city. Okay, I'm trying to think of Pompeii. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. Italian city to start with M. I know that's like that. Oh. There's no real basis behind. Yo, what does Marzocco mean? I don't know. But is that the place? Marzo- Jesse, is it from Marzocco? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> this is a harder one. I like just I thought of it on the spot I mean but y'all can guess the city and I'll tell y'all where it's at. I'm just gonna guess Naples. Okay. I was also gonna guess Naples. Both of those are wrong. Okay, Both. cool. That is it is Rome. Wrong. No, it's Florence. And um, I wonder if like Florence is really known for like their art, and I wonder if mm-hmm. like the mm. owl is that that's their logo, correct? Then it's an owl. I think the e- owl. yes, there there is an owl. And then I know I'm that there's also a lion. Um, yeah, I, I was, wonder if I, those yeah, two yeah, logos are um, kind of linked towards the historical art from Florence. Um, I can, but it's from Florence, and so yeah, that was really close to Rome. And so naturally, like mm-hmm. a lot of co- espresso machines are developed in it, Italy. Yeah, but. I don't know. That's what I have in my house, so I wanted to. I think we Mandela affected ourselves on the owl. Is there no owl? No. I just kind of trusted Ooh. Jesse because he owns one. Really? It's not an owl? I thought I saw. I thought. Man, I'm dumb. I know it's a lion. Yeah, we we know this lion. Yeah. 
Okay, maybe I need to look up this owl because I have a logo in my mind that has an owl on it and I feel really dumb now. I feel like I That's know what Duolingo. you're talking about too. <laughs> That's Duolingo. You missed your lesson. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, three more questions. Anyway. Then we go to sleep. Um, which, I'm gonna, this is an answer choice. Um, all three of these are answer choice ones. So I'm going to go back and forth. Sorry, um, I'm putting up my phone. I was still looking for that. Um, we're yeah, going to start with, I'm going to flip a coin. Um, Josiah, pick a number between one and four. Bro, three. Okay, Caleb, pick a number. <laughs> really? Three. Three and a half. Okay, Josiah, you're closer, so you get to go first. Sick. Which European country consumes the most coffee? Italy, France, Norway, or Finland? This got to be a true question. <laughs> has to be, right? He wouldn't go that easy on a tiebreaker <laughs> question. <Yeah>. Yo. <laughs> I'm so like... Here's the thing. You choose Italy and it's wrong and you're like, wow, I should have known it was too easy. You choose France and... And then it's actually Italy, and you feel like an idiot. <laughs> I'm kidding. But also the thing is, if I choose Italy and I'm wrong, then Caleb still has no idea. But if I cho- don't choose Italy and I'm wrong, then Caleb's like, oh, it's Italy. Yeah, so... Okay, so Italy, I'm gonna France, choose... Norway, Finland. I, My heart of hearts tells me it's not Finland or Norway. So... Uh, I'm going to have to go with Italy. That's wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Is it Norway? <laughs> no, it's Finland. Uh, which what? I thought was okay. so that, weird. That was the last thing I, it's okay. I expected. Yeah, I'm okay with it not being Italy. <laughs> so maybe we need as... to take a trip to Finland. I don't know. I was really surprised by that. Um, How much is a plane ticket? It can't, Finland can't be that expensive to go to. People yeah, no one wants to go people, there. People aren't trying to go to Finland. <laughs> Our one Finnish listener. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> My bad, guys. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guy. Uh, okay, so we're still tied. Five sorry, to five Spitz. with two to go. Bruh. And Caleb is up. What? Oh, I think for this one, I'm not gonna do answer choices. Or, I'm just gonna or like if you give us style. answer choices, we could like we need hold buzzers. Up. We yeah, could just like hold finger. up a finger or something. Um, what percentage of coffee drinkers prefer their coffee black? Ooh. And I think this is based in the United States, but okay, United I could be wrong. States. I think it may be worldwide. Um, um, so just guess for the world. For the world, okay. What percentage of coffee for drinkers the prefer that's the coffee different. black? I'm going to go with a strong 43%. My judgment is clouded, I think, just because I was in Israel and everybody just drinks their coffee black. Mm -hmm. But they also might have a Keurig. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go 35%. Y'all are both really close, so it's 40%. So Josiah is closer. Would you say forty three? Say forty three. Mm. Yeah. So forty percent, which is, I don't know. That that's a y'all both had great guesses, yeah. but I would say like yeah. that's surprisingly high in my mind. But I guess it's probably worldwide. Um, yeah, if it was I, in America, it'd like probably America, be like pretty twenty. Much everyone. That's like, what I was thinking. Cream and sugar, you know. Yeah. Um, that's how we're raised. Even yeah, like people with, with good coffee machines, like even people with Keurigs, like, yeah. put like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, sorry, I've completely grazed over that. Yeah, even people though, like, like my dad has like a really nice, like, like he has ninja the, coffee the maker nice in the house. Keurig. <laughs> <laughs> he has the Keurig that does cold coffee. 
No, he's a nice like ninja coffee maker, and he still does two sugars and a cream. So, or I, this cream. is another question about Italy. Does everybody have like a coffee grinder, or do people just or, like these? All the shops do have a coffee grinder. Okay, because I'm saying like, these unexpected, hmm. like a supermarket. Do they have a grinder, or are they just using pre-ground? I don't know. We didn't like, go to any supermarket. Okay, I couldn't remember because I know you said like unexpected places had. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their coffee culture is like in the home. One of the shops was selling a Linea Micra, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ooh, that's really pretty," but mm, that that's won't like fit five thousand dollars. Yeah, well, it was twenty nine hundred euros there. So I don't know what the math translates to. Probably like thirty five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Last question: What percentage of United States coffee drinkers brew their coffee at home? So completely related to what I don't know about Italy. Um, what do you think the percentage of United States coffee drinkers? And this is just, you know, okay, just United States. It's completely different in Italy. Everyone drinks coffee yeah. at the bar. Yeah. Like, you know, coffee bar. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Because, like, obviously mm. Starbucks mm-hmm. makes tons of money. But, but I've. Folgers and yeah, Folgers and, and like the, the Keurigs yeah. now. Think about like a Walmart Nespresso. aisle. Yeah, a Walmart aisle is has an entire like they wouldn't aisle keep restocking those shelves if yeah. like they wouldn't do that if it wasn't profitable for them. Yeah, and like I mean like Starbucks even quote unquote roasts their own beans <laughs> and yeah sells the grounds. So yeah. I mean, let's just do the percentage of this room right now. That's a hundred percent. Hundred percent brother on coffee. Okay, I'm like they don't. Okay, I'm gonna interpret this as not they don't go to shops to get coffee. I'm assuming that they do also go to shops, but they also make their own coffee at home. Mm-hmm. So, with that knowledge in mind, I'm going to go with a bold sixty-five percent. I was gonna go higher. I was really? thinking. I was thinking because, like, yeah. people who brew coffee at home, like, if you if people like, who go to specialty shops, probably also mm-hmm. brew their own at home. Yeah, so those people uh, yeah. do. So, like, am and then I, people am I who just in? don't really care probably brew like Folgers at home mm-hmm. or like their Keurig or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and think the, about how cheap, like, and I this think is out of Mr. Coffee Maker. Is. This is out of people that drink coffee. Not yeah, yeah. Just oh just, man, I'm going seventy. You're going seventy. I'm going seventy. It's I know it's kind of high, but. You can re-guess it since you're clouded on that one thing. I, I can re-guess? Yeah, even okay. if you want to lock in on the same exact answer. He's going to reconfigure. <sighs> Wait, who got that last one right? Just, uh... Oh, man. This might seem petty. I'm, I'm going to go with... You say 71? No. <laughs> I'm going to go with what, what I think it is. Okay. 74. Dang. 75. Dang. Caleb, your mom needs to get back in your corner and tell you to catch up. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Josiah's mom has motivated him. Love well, you, mom. It's because it's you let him re-answer. This is your yeah, fault, Yeah, that's Jesse. right. Boo. I, I Boo, think, Jesse. I think Boo. we might give Josiah six and a half points here. Hey, now. And then we'll yeah, because I was I I said I stuck with my guess and I was closer by so. by next week we'll see how generous I feel. Um, but that is all for this week. I'm really tired. Me too. Um, oh God. Fourth and wait. I will see y'all hours. next week when we join start a new session. Joe Rogan. Oh.